Hello. Welcome into this episode of Keithness Craft Collective. I'm Louise, and the pantheon is not it's not a red collar. It's the dog. It's quite hot, so I've decided that I would come outside. And he's been outside for a while, and whilst he has access to water, he's decided to be hot. So if you hear weird noises, it's him. Okay. I've actually already had to restart this because he let wind and I thought, oh, listeners are going to think that's me. <laughs> Pretty much not. So, <laughs> listeners, um, I've basically got a long-winded blather cross me, me, me section in this episode. A very small lot to crack. And that's about it. So, <laughs> get your cup of tea or your dram or your IV drip because we're back to IV drips again, sadly. And I'll let you know what crack's been in Keithness this past fortnight. I was in the sunroom because there's nobody in the house just now and all the flies decided to come in. So I thought, hmm, this is no good for having a buzzy fly in the background. It doesn't sound kind of idyllic or nice. So I'm outside on my step. Um, as I said before, I just started recording and the whole went <laughs> So I started again and then the postie came and Buchel started to woof and I had to go and get the post and this is just a typical Louise podcast <laughs> that you've not heard So, uh, yeah, but This episode is dedicated to the memory of Toots Hibbert and Ruth Bader Ginsburg, two incredible influencers whose legacy will live on. What's crack? Well, the weather today in Keithness is absolutely beautiful here. Um, there was a bit of fog on the way back from Wick, but I'm not there. Harvest is in full swing, so you might hear the background of the combined harvesters, because you have to see harvesters. And, uh, well, the seasons are certainly changing, which is a good thing because there's more knit war worn. I couldn't think of anything outstanding that happened in the knitting world the past fortnight, so basically I'm just going to move on. I know things have happened and people have come out with collections, but I haven't actually studied them in great detail to tell you properly so I would be doing them a disservice. However, if you're a designer or uh, a yarn producer and you want something to be talked about, do give us a, a, a shout and then I can tell all the listeners. Oh, one thing uh, I've had on Instagram is uh, I know somebody who has got blue Texel sheep and she lives very close to me um, and her fleece are for sale. I think she's selling them about £15 each, which I would imagine is pretty good. So, if you are interested in that, do go and look for May Blue Textile and you contact her and she'll send you through and the details about how you pay and post and stuff. Uh, and that's on Facebook. So, ah, I did have some moats crack. <laughs> This is a journey into sound. I wish I could remember the rest of that. Is that Prodigy or KLF? Mm. Answers on a postcard. 
Also, it's a journey of where did Louise hide her buttons that she needed for her dress? Last I told you I was making a dress called the Liverpool by Amy Butler using Amy Butler fabric and I was sort of stuck at the pattern where the arms are put on. So I waited for mum to come up and put them on. Turns out it actually wasn't all that hard but there was things that I hadn't thought about when she was telling us and it made a perfect sense when she showed me so sometimes it's better just to sort of have a bit of patience and wait. Other times not to but um, in this respect there was because the more times you get told by expert mum's quite expert so I'm going to give her that label <laughs> other mum um, the more that you should take in and learn what craft it is you're doing so I needed uh, the buttons to go with this dress and they're the, the pattern itself calls for covered buttons you don't obviously need to use covered buttons, but I vaguely remembered buying some. I remember being in Mander's Fabric Shop in Glasgow. Oh, I love Mander's Fabric Shop in Glasgow. I'm sure you do too. And buying some. I do remember standing with the pattern going, right, I need this specific size. And they didn't have them in John Lewis, so I went to Mander's. Such a bind. So far away as well. Not really. So... I went to look for them and in the box with the pattern and the fabric where I thought that they would be, they were not. So I then spent almost a week looking for them. And, but it did give me a lovely reason. <laughs> well, lovely. No, it's the wrong adjective. It gave me a reason to look through my craft stash as I had to find buttons. And I really, really, really enjoy looking in my stash. I found things that I'd totally forgotten about. Quite a few works in progress of textile arts, cross-stitch and things <laughs> gone wrong. Leftover bits from projects finished, like quilts or threads from cross-stitch patterns. And it turns out that I must have given a lot of things that I've made off. And this, therefore, calms my inner guilt, because I always think that I should make and give away much more than I do. I give when I can, but not when I can't. Such as, just now, I don't feel like I can give very much. Because Richard hasn't worked since March and we fell through the cracks for furlough schemes and loans and help and etc. So we've been really watching what we spend. So, and it's just kind of my income of my small wage. However, next week he's finally going out to work and has projects lined up for a good six months after. Plus, he's a key worker in a key industry making electricity, so it'll come to fruition if we have more lockdown. Which obviously is a worry. I've curtailed craft things and there's been a few patterns that I've wanted to buy recently and I thought I might treat myself compady. Also Perth Yarn Fest was online last weekend and I had not to look because I wanted all of it. I do not need yarn. I don't actually need patterns either but I do want to support the craft industry. And I expect things are for hard for them and the arts industry just now with limitations on events because a lot of the events, that's sometimes their main income for the year. I said last episode that we were going in the right direction pandemic-wise, but this episode finds us at the start of a second wave and therefore going backwards. I'm quite sure the majority of you are 
pig sick of it. I say the majority because there are places in the world where you are not quite such a bad pandemic state and I really, really wish we had your leaders. However, um, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the restrictions. I'm sick of cancelling much loved or look forward to events. I'm sick of not being able to do the things we would normally be able to do. I'm sick of talking about it. I'm sick of washing hands a million more times a day. I'm sick of the death toll. I'm sick of hearing about people's loved ones not coming home. I'm sick of crying at the news. Again, we straighten ourselves. We have the temper tantrum, but then we toughen our resolve. This must not break us. I was sick. <laughs> this is so trivial. I was sick of looking for my buttons. And I started to doubt actually buying them. But then I went back to the start. The box I had emptied first had a Mandor's bag on top of it, which had fallen off when I picked up the box. I didn't think anything was in it because it was quite light. Yeah, listeners, yeah, yeah. They were in there. I'm not going to be too sad because of the last time I found and reloved some stash. And then I looked, I looked, no, I then took the rest of the boxes through, which I'd been looking for. And whilst they're not yet in the proper order, it's a good start. I feel the desire to make cards again, to paint a bit and to spin the fleece that I've carded. I then reread the pattern and realised I actually needed more buttons anyway, <laughs> because I'm making the long dress and not just the tunic. So I went on online and ordered some. There wasn't a big purchase. And I replenished the thread that I've been using as well. Mum and I then fed the sleeves. Well, I've already told you that, but this is what season the notes I've written. Obviously, I didn't reread them again. Oh, here comes Panty. <laughs> he's like somebody would put the phone down on. Oh, maybe you can't hear him, but he's panting. But, right, so we fed the sleeves and then marked the buttonholes. This pattern has a pattern piece which is just for buttonhole placement, which I think is excellent. And I might use that in future patterns or see in cardigans, like knitted cardigans, because it's got them perfectly laid out. Mum then showed me how to use the buttonhole foot on my sewing machine properly. I even read the instruction book. I know. And I chose the selection for button holes with shanks for the buttons. Because it has different selections. There's at least nine uh, different buttonhole designs on my machine. You don't actually need a fancy machine to make buttonholes. All you're going to do is a zigzag down, along and up. So you can do it. It's more fiddly, but don't be afraid to do it. So, um, but it's something else when you practice and this buttonhole comes to life in front of your very eyes. So we got a... a is this working? It is working. Oh, that's a bit bizarre. Oh, listeners. Eh, right, sorry. Richard came home and I don't know which bit I've tried to edit out, but there was a blank bit. So, mm, that's what happens when you don't edit properly. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> it's nice to see him. He actually handed me a gin and tonic and I got a nice chat with his friend. But he's been off climbing just now and he's just come back. And, eh, hopefully... <laughs> You've never noticed. Right, um, Bookle's now lying here. He's so hot, but he's having a lovely sunshine, sunbeat. It's funny how dogs do that, isn't it? Right, where were we? Tips. Tips that you need. 
if you're doing buttonholes, not if you have husbands. <laughs> Practice first. For my machine, I have to reselect the buttonhole setup every single time. You have to check that the button's sitting snugly in the buttonhole foot every single time. And also check that there's plenty of thread in the bobbin and the top threads. And it honestly, every single time I stopped and started, I was like, <gasps> oh, breathe, 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 breathe. And then um, I was like, this is like kind of just, you know, when you get in a car and you put your seatbelt on and you check it's in neutral, etc, etc. And that's what it sort of became like come the eighth one. And then once the buttonhole has been born and you're happy, you snip the material between the stitches to create the said hole. The tip here is put a pin at the top to stop your scissors or your unpicker from going too far. Mum said it happened to her. So you could also use a chisel to create the snip hole here. Mum and I then started the button covering. Ah, uh, this was fiddly. Not just fiddly, but fiddly. And the first one took 45 minutes. But, tips you need. Get the fabric wet before covering the metal part. Make sure that it's the correct diameter or it won't all cover in and fold in and then pop in. And I also used a tool that my neighbour had, which was basically a mould and a pushy thing. <laughs> Couldn't think of better describing words. This meant that there was more to push down on in the right place with the right pressure. So whilst these buttons didn't need it, I was happy for it. You could actually do them yourself, but I don't think I've got enough strength in my fingers. So the next seven buttons didn't take 45 minutes altogether, because I kind of knew what I was doing by then. I think the main thing is is to sort of wet the fabric and make sure the fab there's not too much fabric. And then Mum went to fit the dress on me. And when I say fit, she puts it over and then pins where the seam has to go, and just to make sure that it's going to fit. Didn't. I've, I did truthfully measure me beforehand, and I crossed sizes around my bust line and my belly line, not my waistline, weirdly. And this is from my normal size to one that uh, I've not been since DZ, who's 12, <laughs> yesterday. So I blame this on my lockdown eating and my lockdown drinking and my not enough exercising. So it's all me. So mum had at the time said, that's okay, we will cut it appropriately. And I thought, lace wine Mackay, lace wine. Turns out <laughs> we didn't cut the fabric in cross sizes. Because say you are a size 10 and you take it to size 12 where it needs to go, then possibly out to size 14 and then back again to where it needs to be size 10 or whatever you are. We didn't do that. We just went for the size I thought I should be because we were talking when I cut that bit out and I thought it'll be all right and it wasn't so whilst it's beautifully sewn my mum kept telling me and my mum did suggest look you can take out the darts it's still sitting up there so I have taken this opportunity to up my exercise and sort out the slovenly foodways that I have slipped into so the dress is going to sit there for a few weeks until I can see I can get into it comfortably without taking the darts out. Um, one week, not enough. <laughs> now we all know that I could starve myself and lose it quicker, but I'm not very nice when I'm hungry or hangry. 
So we're going to go with the healthy option of the long term. I bet, I bet you didn't think this was what was going to talk about when you heard buttons. So this is why I'm drinking gin, because less calories and less of it. This isn't really a blather episode, this is more of a long-winded me, 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 because it has taken quite a bit of my crafting time over the past fortnight. Oh, I've slipped a page, there's two black pages there. So other crafts that I have been... Fact, let's have a bit of division music. If I had a wee seat over by the chickens, I'd think about going and sitting with the chickens so you could hear them talking. Because obviously they talk and you obviously can talk chicken. Um, mostly it's give us more food. There's the woman. She sometimes gives us apples. Where is it? How? <coughs> mm. I haven't. Um, I'm hoping that this breeze that's sort of come up a bit now isn't affecting the microphone too much. I might listen to this before it goes out because it's only going to be about 20 minutes. So other crafts that I've been working on in the past fortnight are um, the Severine Cardigan by Vanessa Smith and this is using Yellow Tweed Cone from Scotch Tweed. Hello Angela! And she actually has more of this in cake form if you want to buy some. And then, then listeners, we could be yarn twins. Because I'm already a yarn twin with Angela. You could be yarn triplet with me Angela and you. How cool would that be? Or quadruple it if somebody else does it. Because she does it kind of enough. I think that would be pretty cool. She's at www.scotchtweet.co.uk Or com. Can't quite remember. And um, I kind of used all my concentration time using doing the sewing of the dress and looking for the buttons. Because remember I said that this cardigan is amazing. The pattern is amazing but because it's proper proper grown up knitting um any concentration time and it's lace so um i had done a little bit on it but what i have been also working on and i cast this on before last episode but <laughs> forgot to tell you i mean the last episode was plenty long anyway and it kind of cut off before i meant it to cut off because did cut off of the music but my phone went to 20% battery and it just cut it off and I thought oh well that's it done but I really really like that music so I might leave it running a bit longer this time so I cast on before the last episode but forgot to tell you a shawl and this is the colour affection by Vera Valamaki I'm quite delighted because I get to see Valamaki again in a really bad Geordie accent <laughs> um, this was gifted to me by Jen Hain uh, quite a few years ago now and I admired hers when I saw her at the Dingwall Fiberfest at the Mart with the cakes that they served with trowels. Hi Jen, hope you're still listening. Um, and I'm using stash yarn which were on cones and I say stash because I cannot remember where they came from at all. Possibly one of them came from the Judith Glue Shop in Orkney a long time ago. Um, some of my retreat listeners might um, know about this because I gave them out a little kit's worth of making. No, it wasn't even a retreat. It was uh, none of none of you will know this because it was. I did this at a not taste the artists. Could have been 
quilters. I think it was quilters. And he gave them a... Um, I showed them how to do a dorset button. And that was a few years ago now, because I've not been a quilter for a few years. So, um, I'm using a magenta pink. And the, this variegated one from Judith Glue, possibly. In blues and variegation colours. And then the last colour is a royal blue mohair. And I'm, I'm, I'm still not sure about putting that in. Um, my friend who I'm knitting this for said that she can wear mohair and of course it's going to be around the back so it'll be quite cosy but i don't know if i want to knit with it i don't know so i'll try starting knitting with it and if it doesn't agree with my hands i'll just give the cone away um and find something else in my stash that will match the two that i've set aside um i'm knitting it as a gift uh, you might have picked it up somebody i know um liked it on twitter and there was a thread on twitter a, a wee while ago and it was one of these um pictures as something else or likens to something else sometimes you see bernadette cumberpatch as altars or the queen as biscuits and they have the queen in different outfits and different color biscuits and the match you'll know if you've seen these and one of them was knitting as birds and somebody had the picture of the colour fetching and it was the stock picture with the pattern and it was as a beautiful exotic bird and my friend said that she really liked it so I thought you're definitely knit worthy I'll knit that for you but it'll, it will not be tomorrow and she then went I was only joking and I says no 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 if you really want it if you want it I'm happy to knit it for you and then I don't know whether she couldn't back out. <laughs> but um, I thought, I've actually kind of wanted to knit it. So this is a good reason too. And I remember admiring Jane's at the time. And then I was very pleased that she actually, she was really kind. And she, after she heard the episode, she gifted me the pattern. And I don't know why I didn't do it. I, I was probably working on something that took forever. And well, the way I do things, I hopscotch, go back and forward to things that or from previous and then just now then I would see maybe that um the Perth yarn faced hat by Bearded Jill and think, Oh, I have to knit that now. Oh listeners I went to save it and it hadn't it paused. So I was I have to listen back a little bit. Um it was so funny as well. Oh for goodness sake. <laughs> anyway, I'm using stash yarn on cones and like I said, I sort of help back and forward. I will mention this. I don't know how much I've heard about this. Um, the Perth Yarn Faced hat pattern is really, really cool. It's designed by John Glenn, who's bearded chill. He lives in Thurtle, so I know him pretty well. And he's really funny and uh, just a joy to be around. And um, he's designed the logo hat to go with this year's yarn. Perth Yarn Festival which sadly had to be online um, and I actually have the colours of the Perth Yarn Fest bought at Perth Yarn Fest in my stash quite tempted to do it but I really wanted to use that yarn for a top so I don't know um, and also I am not at all uh, hinting or subliminal messaging any of you to buy me that pattern because I might gazump you before I do it before you before so please I'm just 
just don't fall for that, okay? <laughs> I'm frightened to mention some patterns sometimes because of, um, I just feel like sometimes you think I am, and I'm not at all. But I'm mentioning this because I want you all to think, oh, that's awesome, and bye bye bye, support the designers. Uh, right, so back to my point. Um, the stash, I don't remember particularly where the stash came from. One is magenta pink and it's an absolutely glorious pink. One is a variegated blue and the last one is a royal blue mohair. And I'm still not percent sure about knitting with the mohair. So I might replace it when I get there. So I've got three sets of repeats to go until section three begins. And whilst it's easy knitting, it is a little bit monotonous. But... It's okay for watching TV with no concentration needed or required because you just as long as you um, work off what row you're on and you could actually find that now from the part of the pattern you're at because it's in coloured rows um, and make sure that you increase or, well, increase because there's no decreasing um, in the appropriate places, it'll be fine. Um, it reminded me actually of somebody once said about a show pattern called the clincher and it is um, a very plain garter shawl body and then there's loops for where you would th thread through the end of one part of the shawl and it clinches it around your neck and the bit where the loops are are on the pattern they're in this lime green and the body of the shawl was in grey so it looked quite striking and when I asked Debbie from Pipeline Main Retreat many years ago, you think I'm a little bit obsessed about this, but it's because it's this time six years ago and these memories are coming up on my phone and it's about that time a year ago off, I went off. Um, I always think about it and then, and she said that it is lovely, yeah, she's made a couple, but she says it's quite boring to knit, which was a shame because it looks pretty striking. So... Um, I'm thinking that the colour fetching is possibly going to be the same, but boring, but it looks awesome. So, you know, it's one of them things you just kind of got to suck it up and get on with. And it'll get, it's just because there are long rows of just garter stitch and you're not really sort of having to do stuff. There is quite a lot of progress on it. Uh, not like the the Vanessa Smith guardian, because <laughs> I've obviously not been concentrating enough for it. Uh, I had to find another size 4mm needle, which I have done. Um, when I was tidying up, I was like, this is a good time. You can come downstairs with me and live in my downstairs knitting bag because you are needed. And it was happy. So, um, there was another one I really fancied doing just now is the Swallowtail Shawl. I've had that on my um, queue for quite a long time but I've never quite gotten around to it and every year I think oh the swallows are back I'll get onto that shawl and then I think I got sidetracked by knitting garments and it's a lace shawl and eh. so this year I was like oh definitely definitely doing it and the swallows are all pretty much gone I think I saw one a couple of days ago we still have a house martin nest at the front that has babies in it I can hear them tweeting just now not seen a houseman come to it yet. The sh nests around the other two sides are empty. Um, 
so they must have all fledged and this must be a late brood but we have much less house martins around the area so they've started to fly south for winter um, and I forgot to tell you the past couple of episodes but we have had geese in the area at least a month and I thought they're early this year because remember standing outside doing my washing I was like honk 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 what's, what's that familiar noise that shouldn't be here oh it's geese the geese are back do they know it's August so um, yeah so that was my tenuous link <laughs> uh, I'd like to have something ironing corner <laughs> for all you who are ironing right now hello and especially you Ella who listens to me when you're ironing and I'm glad that I can help you do your ironing just now I hope that I have talked and splaffed long enough and it's not too bitty this episode I'm going to listen back so it's certainly only 29 minutes just now um, <laughs> because uh, Ella put up that she was listening to me and I miss Ella because she's good company and I always have seen her at least twice a year in the past few years and once three times in a year and I haven't seen her at all this year so I miss her and um, if you're ironing hello and me a message somehow and i can put you in ironing shout out corner if i remember it next episode because yeah <laughs> sound like sean keeping you looking for some inspiration um so the breeze is starting to get up a bit i hope that you all have a nice september evening um some places are having it really bad uh, send our love to you in california oregon and Washington State and all the places where things are burning and the Amazon um, it can't be very easy at all and uh, for the rest of us when we are recycling and going to throw things out try and do recycling and every little helps towards a better planet sometimes it's just the small things that helps the bigger things and if it's all we can do, then we should do it. As well as all the other stuff, like um, contact your MP or your um, member of parliament, whatever parliament you've got, for uh, climate change. And listeners, I can't think of anything else that's kind of interesting to talk about. We did watch Young Wallander. Um, it's good, I enjoyed it. We've watched The Boys, um, <laughs> it's of the Deadpool kind of dark, deep, grim, black humour, uh, which Richard thought is hilarious. I think it's okay, but I really think it's quite graphic in the violence, because sometimes when you see uh, a baby with its laser eyes, lasering people, you don't often see quite the blood and guts falling out the way you do in The Boys. Uh, even know if it's funny so uh, yeah and i'm still reading the mirror and the light because it's a million years long <laughs> i will eventually listen to something else so whatever you're doing i hope your, your crafting is going well uh, whatever you're spinning is behaving itself uh, your sewing is not too small for you 
And I, yes, I know some of you listeners are like, you should just take the darts out because you're not going to get that thin. Well, listeners are taking it as a concentrated effort to get that thin. It's not an awful lot. It is only the inches that I have put on when I'm in lockdown. And I have got a programme in place. Because there has been no events this year, I have really taken my foot off the mark. And I really, really, really enjoyed doing that end of the uh, half marathon this year. So it will be my only medal this year, probably. Um, But because I don't have a goal to that point, I now have a goal. And... Uh, I'll be able to then fit my dress properly and smug because I'll be less of me and I don't actually think anybody would miss it because the way I carry myself not very many people actually noticed (laughs) or they were too nice to say anything so listeners I'm going to stop looking like I'm talking to a book because I've got the book up holding so that you don't quite hear the, the breeze which is quite nice actually selfishly I like it and I'll let you get on. So happy ironing and keep on crafting. Oh, and I'm going to play this for a good two minutes. <laughs> 